The FT. Narendra Modi's BJP has suffered a crushing defeat in Delhi's city election, undermining the Indian Prime Minister's image of invincibility and showing the extent of disillusionment with his government among the capital's voters after only eight months in office. Arvind Kejriwal's upstart Aam Admi or Common Man Party, which has campaigned against corruption, has won an overwhelming victory after it was backed by working-class voters and religious minorities once loyal to the Congress Party of Sonia Gandhi. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me to discuss the results is Amy Kasman, our correspondent in New Delhi. Hi, Amy. Can you give us a breakdown of the results and tell us more about the winning Common Man Party? How long has it been in existence? The Common Man Party was founded about two years ago, and it was born out of a mass anti-corruption movement that swept the Indian capital in around 2011-2012, as many, many middle-class residents of the city got increasingly disgusted with the pervasive corruption of the ruling Congress Party, which was then in power at both the city level and at the national level. Today's results are really astonishing for a party that's just two years old and that was also heavily outspent by the BJP, which had very deep pockets. The Ahmadmi Party has won 67 out of 70 seats in the Delhi State Legislature, and the BJP just got three seats. This is a massive landslide. In terms of the vote share, the Ahmadmi Party got about 54% of the vote. The BJP got about 33% of the vote. And the reason that the Ahmadmi Party fared so well is that Congress got just 10% of the vote, and all of the Congress's traditional voters voted en masse for the Ahmadmi Party. So what are the policies of the Ahmadmi Party? The Ahmadmi Party really has a vision of trying to clean up Indian politics. They are very committed to clean campaign financing. Right now, Indian political parties are mostly financed completely untransparently by large donors who give money in secret, often black money, and no one really knows who's financing the parties. The Ahmadmi Party has tried to set a new example. They take only donations where they're allowed to give the name of the donor, and they do give the names of their donors. They want to try to make government more accessible, less opaque, less distance between the common people and the government. There's a real feeling in many parts of India that politicians are only available or accessible once every four, once every five years. When elections are held, they come around to constituencies to ask for votes, and after that, they almost disappear, and it's really hard to get in touch with them. They also have a real promise of trying to crack down on the kind of everyday petty corruption that blights the lives of so many common Indian citizens who are hit up from bribes in every kind of encounter with the state, whether it be with police enforcing traffic rules or government clerks trying to hand out birth certificates, driver's license, marriage certificates, any kinds of interaction where the public has to interact with the state. Corruption is rife, and the op has really vowed to crack down on this. And that's, I think, a real factor in their victory today. Why do you think middle-class voters abandon the BJP? In the parliamentary election, the BJP got around 50% of the vote in Delhi. But I think over the last eight months, there have been growing concerns that Prime Minister Narendra Modi hasn't really been delivering on the promises 
that he made of cleaner, more accountable government, of reforms that would unleash the country's growth potential. And I think some people felt that they wanted to support a political alternative that would also be given a chance to grow and develop. I think also there's been concern that Mr. Modi has been very silent in the face of polarizing tactics by right-wing Hindu groups targeting minorities. And although Mr. Modi and his top ministers haven't been directly involved in this, their silence seems to signal to many voters that perhaps he tacitly accepts or endorses some of their activities. And a lot of people feel kind of uncomfortable with this, including many youth who may not share the kind of traditional Hindu conservative values that some of the core supporters of Mr. Modi's party adopt. So there was a drop in the BJP's vote share from nearly 50% in the parliamentary elections to around 33% this time. Do you think that this result spells trouble for Modi elsewhere in the country? Right now, the Amadmi party really is only a Delhi-based party. It did try in the parliamentary elections to compete in constituencies across the country, and it came up almost completely blank, although it did win four seats in the state of Punjab, where the ruling party is seen as corrupt and the opposition is seen as weak and discredited. I think that was a lesson to the Amadmi party that they can't expect too much too fast. It's very likely that people across India will closely watch how this new government performs in Delhi. I think at the same time, they will, on a very careful and tactical basis, try to look for political openings where they feel there's a discredited incumbent, a weak opposition, and see if perhaps they have a political opportunity there. But governing Delhi itself is going to be a big challenge. Building a national organization is a long and arduous task. If anything, there is a warning to Modi that people had very, very high expectations when he came to power, and perhaps they feel that they haven't seen the signs that he's really delivering. I think that is a bit of a worry for him. It may not necessarily benefit the op immediately. The result was also another sort of nail in the coffin for the Congress party. Do you think this new party could replace Congress as the party of opposition? I think over the long run, it is possible that the op could move into the vacuum that the implosion of the Congress under the leadership of Rahul Gandhi seems to be creating. Mr. Gandhi is a very half-hearted kind of politician. He hasn't really convinced anyone that he really wants the job. He often seems distracted and ill at ease in the role of party leader. On the other hand, the Congress seems absolutely wedded to the idea of the member of the Nehru Gandhi family at the helm of the party. As a result, the party does seem to be imploding. It's really not understood how to conduct politics in the new era where 24-7 news channels are very much setting the agenda where social media is important, they still seem to be talking to an India that existed 20 years ago. I think the op might well try to move into the space that this party has vacated. But of course, it is a very long and arduous process to try to build a national party in a country the size of India. So it would be a gradual expansion, I think, if they try to do that. Thank you very much, Amy. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.